Anyone else hot? I'm sweating more than Mikey Whitbrook in a Singapore cane shop. Welcome oh, no. to Heatwave 2019. That's a well-rehearsed joke, isn't it? I know, I wrote it down in case I fucked it. <laughs> I did wonderful. <sighs> Hello, boys, this is Sports Arena and ReCW, your weekly look into the world of extreme from episode one all the way to 401. This week, we're looking at episode 121 and 122 from 1995. And there is Mikey Bit Singapore cane match. Um, yeah, I'm Paul. We've got Jay and Griff. Say hello, Jay and Griff, in that order, so people always know who you are. Hi, I'm Jay. Hi, I'm Griff. Oh, I did, an, did you do an impression of yourself? <laughs> I think so. Hey, my That's how I like to think I sound. <laughs> I'm extremely hot. It's like permanent shock. It's like, you know... um. That toy guy on YouTube, it sounds like he's always talks with a question mark all the time. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say I, his name, but I, I, know, I could know his name, but I won't say it. Yeah. He's a good toy. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy his channel, but I know exactly what you mean. Best of I, the series? <laughs> I'm tempted to say his name just because I do actually really enjoy his channel. Say it. Wrestling days. Wrestling days. Wrestling days. What's up, guys? Uh, Yeah, great channel if you love uh, wrestling figures. But he says things. He's done some. uh, His videos recently. He's done some really good videos, kind of breaking down the Bray Wyatt stuff. Vignettes. Oh. Um, uh, Even down to the one the other day with. uh, Finn Balor challenging Bray Wyatt, which obviously we don't know about because it's like 20 years in the future. Mm, if it was to happen. Yeah, if, if these names mean anything to you in the future. Oh. Oh. Um, 15th of August, everyone, 1995. ECW Hardcore TV. Show starts off with still photos of a match between Sam and Mike Whitrick from Wrestlepalooza 1995. After the match, Stanman stayed in the ring in photo form. Public Enemy came out in photo form. There was words exchanged. Sandman hit grunge. Rocco knocked him out. All in photo form. This is we true. Got... And I really wish we saw more of this. We then got more photos of, of the stretch match between the Public Enemy and Gangsters, also from WrestlePalooza 95. The match looked like a wild match, but in the end, Sandman came out and cost the Public Enemy the match. Mikey made the save in photo form. So yeah, we've got a bunch of, uh, bunch of still photos from the show. Obviously, if you want to do it, you've got to buy a tape in two months. Or hope they show it on a future episode. Would they do that? After that build, after putting that much effort, do you think they're just going to show chunks of this? No. Stay we tuned then... for the answer. <laughs> um, we didn't get a promo by The Public Enemy and Mikey Whitbrick. And I am scared to say I enjoyed this. And I stand cover by the your, fact that... The... Cover your ears, Griff. This, this wasn't bad. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I don't buy that the gangsters are making the public enemy better. These are the tag team that they needed to lose all the cartoony shenanigans. It's, 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 it's like poetry, right? It's brilliant. Well, you must hate it because it's nothing like the promos you liked. 
I think it's amazing. Which it's disc fucking... is this on? I think it's disc 32. Ah, getting close to the end. No, they keep going back. It's not in order. Is it like to say, please turn over disc, please turn disc seven? I think I think I think I'm there, but it's like, please next look at episode seven, chapter two. I think I've got hours left. How many bits did it just showed photos? Then you put the next one, and it suddenly showed the whole match again. More than you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it was good. Basically, they gave him a um, public enemy jersey, which was their own jersey. So I guess he's not keeping it. And they were saying he needs to get more hood and they want him to go down the alley and beat someone up and rob them and take their watch and do this and do that. That's the next episode. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, fuck's sake. This is where Mikey's doing like EO, EO, EO in the background. No, I'm not interested in that one. The cabbage patch and stuff. Oh, is it? Well, the next one's just as good. They're both next, all right. Next, next one's probably the better of the two. I quite like this one. I think the next one's the better of the two. All right. I think the, the line of this was like ECW. Oh, it's e- e- some awesome line like ECW. It's it's got a bit of everything. I can't remember. I fucked it. <laughs> it sounds good. It's such an awesome line. If we get away with copyrights, that'd be a great T-shirt. ECW. It's got a bit of everything. Fucked it. <laughs> I thought it was like an episode. If I could. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Insert stuff here. Griff 316 says. It's got a bit of everything fucked it. Griff, I've got to get on you because it takes away from the fact that I completely got the wrong fucking episode. So it helps, doesn't it? It does. You're technically a hero. Well, let's um, get back on the show, babe, and tell, talk about babe, babe. Yeah, babe. Next, we have an interview with Raven, Stevie Richards, Bueller. Um, Stevie offers to introduce Francine, and I can't lie, I end up laughing <laughs> so much at this. I don't know if I was hot, drowsy, or vulnerable, but he says to Joey, Just one of those three, just come look at Francine. And he took her all the way around the ring looking for her, and then back where they started. Where the she fucking was fans knew where she was, the entire <laughs> fans are pointing to where this woman has suddenly appeared who's meant to just be part of the audience and the entire fans are going no she's over there no look she's over here and yet they're walking around the entire ring and it's just and it's just uh, it's just exactly behind where they were and it just really yeah really tickled me because it just felt very stevie so he finally gets up to where she is and he says to, to joey styles um you know, this is my babe. Do you know what I call her? Babe. <laughs> it's just so fucking Stevie Richards. It was amazing. It's just great. And then she called it, and then she called him Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> it's just great comedy. Yeah. Oh, so, uh... I, I mean, I, 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 I actually enjoyed this and it's, it's silly and it's, it's showing, it gets really into the kind of the, the ECW cat fight era where, you know, they get, two women in short skirts who just roll around the ring at each other. Um, but, you know, anyone that knows me knows me. I love a bit of sass, and this, I think, was uh, perfect for it. Anyone that knows me knows me. 
<laughs> I can't believe he goes on to be right, right, right to censor. Really? It's crazy. Does he? It's you. It does right. Is it not him? No, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Stephen Richards. Oh. Oh, mind games. Who's it? Yeah, Steve Richards. His facial expressions, I think, are the best. You know, he his, is. Um, his quality. He is. I mean, you know, we, we, we were talking about him recently on Rebooking ECW, also available on Sports Arena Network. Um, oh. And uh, I was saying, you know, underrated in regards to mic work and, and ring work, I think. Um, you know, really is... I mean, I, I, I know I'm biased because I'm a huge Raven fan. I think Raven's one of the, the the best characters in ECW, and I think that his mic work's incredible. Even his promos that don't make sense are brilliant because they make sense to that character, um, as we will see. Um, but, you know, to, to be able to hold up against that and in that space... Um, I think is is really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sitting there, and it, it, if Raven didn't have Stevie, like, how do you think the Raven character would have been as big? Um, no, I because I think I think he needs that super sycophantic, even to the point of the introduction wouldn't have been as big because it was Stevie going through the. Stevie Flamingo, Stevie the Body, Stevie Polo stuff, bringing in this guy and, you know, bigging up this, oh, no, you know, he used to be Johnny the Body, but now he's he's on tour with, with Pearl Jam and he's, he's the roadie for Nirvana and he's, you know, he's he's been just the, the, the cheerleader of the legend that is Raven. Um, so, no, yeah. I don't think it would have been anywhere near as big. Boom. Um, Francine called Bueller a whore, I think. You see? A whore. A whore. They got in the ring, had a little roll around, a little cat fight. They went to Primo by the Pitbulls, that Tommy Dreamer guy. And I thought the Pitbulls are spouting a new outfit. Almost look like it influenced Stone Cold Steve Austin's outfit. What, the um... black waistcoat yeah, jeans. Waist jeans? Yeah, I suppose. And I thought I was excited, thinking, oh, they've actually changed what they look like. And then, nah. yeah, no, that's, I don't think it sticks. That's their casual I don't look. Think it sticks. That's, that's them hanging out in the back. It's the 90s. They're wrestlers in the 90s. So it's the Chippendales, just waistcoat and jeans look. Um, that's them on their downtime. Ah. Boom. Um, yeah, so that happened. Then they've got Hack Myers versus the returning JT Smith. This was the absolute highlight of a very good show but not for a good reason no, right not um, for a good reason at all were they were they chanting shit or smith i think it's I shit think smith. i think because what they do oh, with yeah. shah is when shah's hitting when the hacks hitting someone they shout shah and when the person's hitting him it's shit yeah it just really is quite they're quite voiceless so they're just like shah shit shah shit and then it was shit when um, JT Smith tried to dive over the top rope and massively fucked. Has His... anyone done a dive over the top rope? That was absolutely nasty. Can I say, what, what makes these dives the best is the fact that Joey Styles always completely no tells them. He doesn't try to go, oh my God, the rope moved or the, the ropes were greasy or so and so moved. It just calls it straight up like he's undershot. I mean, he, he did give an explanation afterwards about his knee pads catching and 
you know, that's what kind of caught him and just like pancaked him into the floor. But there isn't any trying to hide it. I mean, you know, he, he practically started a You Fucked Up chart. <laughs> it's like, wow, that. that was fucking awful. Let's see that again. Still not as good as the Tommy Dreamer one. <laughs> no. Tommy Dreamer out of nowhere missing everybody. <laughs> but, but, I mean, after the, the Benoit and Sabu, like, you know, the, the, the crippler pen and working out, you know, and this is where his spine is and this is where his neck is. It's the same thing. They've really obviously worked out that actually what they need to do is just kind of go, um, <laughs> well, that really fucking hurt, didn't it? That was dumb. To the point yeah. where when he finishes the dive and gets back up, probably should not be allowed to continue to wrestle after hitting his head on the concrete like that. He's got such a golf ball on the side of his head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, instantly just swelling. It's almost like I want to see what it looks like in the coming days. And I wonder if they will. Oh. Um, yeah, Charles shit, dry dive, fucked up. Then Val took out Miles. JT did a Macho Man style elbow off the top and pinned him one-footed. He'll turn. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, JT saw and, and didn't do anything about it. So just kind of left him there and, and you know, took the cheap victory. He was already kind of doing a heel turn anyway. Which time? Yeah. All the time. Earlier on in the match, like I'm saying, like it's not a massive shock. Like he's wearing all black as well. Yeah, he's just seen a bit of an attitude. Yeah, new attitude. He's firing the shark. Shit. Um, then they got a promo by Raven, Stevie Richards, Bruder, and the Dudleys. Jay, I won't lie. This went on way too yeah. long. We're gone, Jay. I'm happy yeah, to take Jay's it away. Jay's a resident Raven person. So, um, sure, Raven sure. started talking about how, um, you know, the world's full of faith, hope, and charity, but not his. His is through, full of torment and child abuse. Mm. And at that point, you're kind of sitting there going, this is, this is going somewhere, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, basically, these, um, you've got Dudley Dudley, who's pointing out that they've taken out his little brother, Snot. But now they've got Big Dick Dudley, and you're not going to touch Big Dick. Um, and then Raven cuts the primer basically about you know how dark the world is, and you know how lost people are, and he's the the icon, and he's going to be their savior. Yeah, pretty basically nice, yeah. it. And you got you got which one's not Big Dick? Who's the other Dudley? Dudley Dudley. So there's Dudley Dudley, not Dudley, going, and Big he's Dick just going Dudley. Through, he's going through. He's going through trash all through the all through the promo. Yeah, for... Big Dick is doing like a big show thing, like with his hands. <sighs> yeah, it didn't do it for me. Wasn't the strongest. Very, very. It's a weird group. They did tease that there's loads of Dudleys, which I picked up on the promo. Yeah. So this thing, we're, we're thought, getting into oh, that point know. of, um, you know, the farm, but. Um, yeah, it was weird. These guys aren't Hall of Fame quality. Raven so, is. I mean the Dudley. No. The Dudley. No. This incarnation of the Dudleys. Yeah. Uh, but they had Big Val versus Broad Street Bully. Hack Rise attacked Val. Val won by DQ. Nothing really else is needed said. And that was the yeah. end of the Broad Street Bully's win streak. Yeah. I wasn't aware he was on one. 
Oh, yeah. All right. That was an animal. That wasn't either. I'm surprised he actually won. I felt like he'd lost every week. Yeah. Hmm. No, apparently he was, he's been on a bit of a winning streak. So, um, yeah, that that's come to an abrupt end thanks to the Shah. Um, there's an interview ringside with Tommy Dreamer and the Pitbulls. It's been a while with ECW since we've had someone not be able to show up. Um, you know, it's probably been about 10 or 12 shows since... Uh, uh, Marty Gennetti was due to attend and couldn't get there. So it has oh, been a while oh, since oh, a... Can <laughs> you tell us about that when I get there, I'm going to... Um... <laughs> That's true. That's tremendous. So, yeah, it's been a while since they've not been able to, to give the match that they've actually been building. So I, I, I'm almost sympathetic that Luna couldn't get to the show because of airplane issues and stuff. Help me connect my flight. I'll be a Luna. She's <laughs> <laughs> never stuck at the airport by herself, bless her. You will know what it means <laughs> for me to miss my flight. Bring me Stevie Richards. Oh, this, is, this is great. We we could almost do our own like pulp fiction intro. That's because you think we got um who we got we got Terry Funk we got Luna, Public Enemy. Yep. So, so we need. Oh, and Cactus I feel there was another one. I feel there was another one somewhere. It's out there. Um. Yeah, so Cactus Jack comes out as a replacement. Yep. I loved this. And it basically led to Cactus Jack siding with Raven. So Jack kind of cuts this promo about Raven, how Raven's got, got his attention, and, and Jack's got to say he's he's digging Raven's vibe. Um, You know, he's got the, the Pearl Jam thing, the, 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 the pain thing. He's digging Raven's vibe. So when the match starts, Raven's sitting in one corner doing his Raven pose and Jack's sitting in the other doing exactly the same pose. And Joey's building up that this is mind games from Jack. Um, and Cactus Jack kind of destroys everyone. You know, he goes up against Big Dick Dugley, who I'm sure is the same size as Cactus Jack. Um, he he. he Ragdolls Dudley Dudley around. He beats up on Stevie, and then in walks Raven, and Cactus refuses to hit him um, and tags straight out. And they do this a few times of like. Then Raven gets up into Cactus Jack, Cactus's face, and Cactus just kind of bails um, until he just uh, because Raven did did say at the beginning about feeling Jack's pain and things like that. Um, oh no, that was afterwards. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of goes round and round and round, and then um, then we have the turn. We did have a turn, and I like it. Great pairing. It's great storyline. Good storytelling. Yeah, it feels like an, an obvious pairing, but a great pairing. So afterwards, we've got Raven and, uh, saying about how he feels Jack's pain, 
Um, Jack does a promo yeah. apologizing, which gets replayed again in the next episode. Sorry to the people who he's the the the. You know, he talks about this experience of you know fighting Terry Funk and fighting Sandman and um, and on all of these things he's there going and it hurt. You know, I was in a barbed wire match with with Sandman and it hurt. I was branded by Terry Funk and it hurt. Um, so this is the beginning of the Cactus Jack anti-hardcore um, storyline. Um, and he apologizes to Mikey Whipwreck, who looks up to him um, for leading him down this path. Um, and he's now going to protect Raven. And um, uh, if they come towards Raven, then maybe he'll just have to kill them. I thought this was perfectly dark and... This is probably why WWE picked up the phone and hired him. Does he go to WCW for get a WWE? Or no, it's WWE. No, he came, he came, yeah, he came from WCW, so he goes straight to... I, yeah, I thought this was very... I could just picture him in the Mankind mask doing this kind of program. It was very Mankind, yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was just waiting for the, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> like it, and that was the end of the show. It was. It was. Which takes us to the 22nd of August, 1995, episode 122. It starts off with highlights from what we've just spoke about, the Cactus Jack, um, Tommy Dreamer sort of situation. So he run through that. We then get a promo by the Sandman and Woman. Uh, Woman's in pretty great form here. Yeah. She's basically said that she wants to see... um, Mikey and Public Enemy and a flood of their own bloody mess. In a pool of blood at my of... feet. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is and in I time thought... with, if we didn't watch the last episode, I'm guessing this promo's in time with what we're about to see. I think it's after. You think it's after? Mm. It's really weird. I can't keep up with the time leaps. I think it's after. Otherwise, I don't know why they'd be annoyed with Public Enemy. That's true. Because there was no sort of thing before. So, yeah, so that was good. Um, enjoyed that. Then get a promo by JT Smith. Uh, Hill Smith. Uh, full-blooded Hill Smith. With a big welt on the sides of his head. Yeah, bless him. He's uh, He disappears for ages. I get so happy to see him back. And he's he just always... He's not like always in a war. It's always just some sort of, sort of clusterfuck. Where it would be like Mike Awesome crushed his spine or them sort of throwing him off scaffolding or there's always just something where you just think, oh, JT, why? I must admit, high flying wise, he's been involved in some of the, the biggest talking points. Well, Terry Funk beating him up, blowing out both his ankles, knees, all, all the time. It's always just something like legit that's quite bad, bless him. He, yeah, he's uh, and he, he does, I think he's got a reason to be aggrieved. You know, he's, he, he, I, yeah. I, and I, I doubt it plays in, and I doubt it gets much play out of after the promo today. But you know, he has been continually killing himself for ECW fans, and they've passed him by. Yeah. Um, so it's good. We've got highlights of the cat fight from last week. Got a promo by Bueller. Nothing really special. We've got highlights of Demon and Co. Eddie Guerrero Classics. I think got a promo by Eddie Guerrero. Um, anything from the Eddie promo? Or... 
just standard really, wasn't it? It was pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's it's your, yeah. your white uh, meat kind well, of baby face kind of, yeah, yeah. Highlights of Too Cold and the Malenko breaking Taz's neck. Uh, a promo from Too Cold. <laughs> I don't like his promos, but his promos are meant. I thought we better was smiling after everything he said. Well, everyone thinks um, everyone's going. Why is Too Cold bugging? If, uh, I thought why is he bugging? You call it a suplex, you call it a tasplex, but. What are you going to do with that neck? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, so that... Hey, hey, hey. We then get a promo by Taz and Steiner Brothers. They said they're ready in training. Then Taz goes, go. And Scott sort of awkwardly rolls on Rick and Coates. Yeah, they left um, Taz's neck alone in this one, which I was appreciative mm. of. I thought, how can you say you're ready when you're not even dressed to train? <laughs> you're not ready at all. Yeah, he's got a broken neck. So, you know. No, but the other two, they're wearing their coats. They're always ready. He says they're ready and they're fighting, but they're wearing their coats. They're so ready, they can even wear a T-shirt under their singlet and they'd still be ready to fight. Oh, it's just so many promos. Um, promo by the Public Enemy and Mikey. This is the one that I enjoyed, but I thought it was the last episode. It was on this episode. Yeah, so this is the one where Mikey goes off to, to train and gets mugged. So they then go back and mug the guy to get Mikey's wallet back and also steal a load of stuff from the guy. The <laughs> this this would have been more suited. How much I love this promo. This should have been at the end of the episodes. Yeah. Because even let's say, let's say you missed let's was... say you missed last week's last week's episode and you're watching this anyway. You get the stretcher match. He's already said they lose the stretcher match. Uh, yeah, this could have easily ended it because it would have sort of ticked off all the final angles. Yeah, for me, that would make much more sense. Yeah, massively. Um, Scorpio and Dean come out with no mystery partner because Sabu uh, injured Benoit in Japan. Yep. Rare Sabu mention. We then got a bizarre video of Fozzie on vacation in Switzerland with a bunch of random women wearing ECW t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, it's... I get what they're doing, but it was so just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's super planted, obviously. Um, I don't think of Switzerland having these beautiful hot beaches. Switzerland's a, a pretty beautiful country. Especially for our, Swedish, more like Miami. For our Swedish listeners. Switzerland, listen, is it Swedish? No, Sweden, ain't it? Swiss, 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 Swiss. listeners. Wow. I mean, we love our Swedish listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get me coat. I'm gonna get me coat. It's hot. Come on, See, you can't blame me. You're not me. ready. If you were ready, like the Steiners, you already have it on. I would do. I would. This is, this is why. This is why you're stuttering. Because you know, Taz would be like, "Look, mate, you take your coat off. You're not ready." Um. So then, yeah, that happens. We went back to the ring with Scorpio and Dean in there dancing. They're not dancing. Raven walks out and brings in Cactus Jack, and Cactus Jack is their partner. And we then got the Steiner brothers and Eddie Guerrero versus Two Cold Scorpio, Dean Malenko, and Cactus Jack. And I think this was such a great fucking match. It really I loved was. This. I loved this match. You had Scott and Dean doing a bit of chain wrestling. You had Rick doing a bulldog reversal from the top rope. You had Rick and Cactus just brawling everywhere. They then had 
Eddie and Cactus, which is like a crazy match you didn't even know you wanted to see in ECW. You then had Dean and Eddie Classic going at it one more time. You then had the Steiner brothers putting everyone on their shoulders while Eddie sort of jumped off. You then had but different uh, things Dean. as well. One of the doomsday landings was a bit, yeah, yeah, it was, a yeah. Bit, yeah, it was almost perfect up to that point. Well, it's because Scott kept falling back and Rick kept standing up, yeah, and it kind of was a bit. I thought you got one of the best tag teams of all time, two of the best technical wrestlers of all time, one of the best high flyers of all time, and the best hardcore wrestler of all time, all just in there doing their stuff, and I just, yeah. During this match, I just thought, fucking hell, this is epic. This is such a great match. Really is. So, uh, Except the ending. I didn't like the finish. The, the ending was just, yeah, basically. Um, Dean didn't really get hurt from the thing, so they did like loads of little roll-ups and he rolled up Eddie again. Which seems to be what Which they, is... this, all their finishes seem to be at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is the story is that they can't beat one of them thing. It's just like they can get a quick win. They can catch the other one out, but they absolutely, can't beat, it's beat it's, the other it's one. all about the fact that they can steal a win, but they can't, you know, decisively beat each other. And I get that, but that means we've seen pretty much the same ending for about half a dozen Every matches time. now. Yeah, yeah, and it's always no, totally. always up until that point, it's brilliant and and their chemistry is ridiculous and spoilers you know we we have a long eddie and dean match in the next episode before they go off to wcw and they they acknowledge that that's why you're having this huge blow-off match because they're both going to wcw um wcw but um proper just it just that that bit where they continue just to kind of have the same finish Every single time, just it's a little bit sad, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then went to Sam versus Mikey Singapore came match joined in progress. Um, end of the match, Mikey basically won and he got to cane the Sandman. Woman wouldn't give the cane until they the ref turned around and said, Ref's got a crazy amount of power, turned around and said he was going to strip him of the belt. She straightway gave him the cane and was like, you're not losing the belt, you're not the belt's everything, which led to um, cane in the mic. He just went fucking mental. Yeah, I mean, and again... He wasn't dragging this out at all. Loved it because what you've got is is woman, you know, protecting her investment and won't do it and it's not what it is, blah, 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 um, until the point where it came that you either protect your guy or you lose the title, at which point she went, fuck it, here's the cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so he gets stripped from the belt. So he hits him uh, about five or five, five times, and then woman gets gets in the way of it and stops yeah. him. And the ref's like, I, I, actually, the ref before said he was doing. Yeah, sorry, trying to lose track of things. Um, oh, he nicks this Singapore cane off him. It's the thing you didn't. I didn't really think you really saw much. He sort of he kissed woman. That's it. Mikey's first. And then kiss. it sort of almost it almost just kind of cut to Sandman. Then suddenly Sandman were beating the crap out of Mikey. And they were vicious shots. They were. They were like I felt like Mikey was a lot nicer. More than ten, and yet Sandman, considering... Sandman goes like, "I'm not going anywhere until I've caned someone ten times." I'm like, I'm sure you hit him more than ten times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure. I mean... 
I, I feel that with Sandman, there should be something of hit someone with a cane 10 times or the cane just fucking disintegrates. Because, you know, those, those last three or four, there isn't a cane left. No. Yeah, I did sort of look there and think, wow, the, the payoff I thought was going to be Mikey finally got to cane the Sandman and it just sort of meant like nothing within seconds. It was like nice try kid kind of. Yeah. yeah. Just killed. And this obviously led to what we saw last week with the public enemy uh, coming out. Sandman wouldn't leave. There was a confrontation and um, ended up sort of cleaning house, the Sandman going off, which led to the gangsters versus the public enemy match joined in progress the stretcher match yeah we've got snippets of it i'm disappointed they could have like the first 10 15 minutes of the episode which just had recaps i would have wouldn't have minded seeing the stretcher match in its entirety well yeah because we just kind of saw snippets yeah i mean they could have they could have slid it in last week definitely this week obviously the big six man but last week you could have you know, they could have lost a few of the other bits, but I get it. Um, obviously, we know the end. Sandman came out. Kingdom Gangsters won. They spoke about it. They showed it. We know it. And that was the end of the episode. Absolutely loved this episode. Loved it. Yep. The two together, I thought fantastic with the Cactus Jack stuff and all this. This one, the, the six man, might be my favorite match that I've seen so far. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I just thought it was just crazy. But um, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the um, I think the Cactus Jack stuff was brilliant. Um, uh, him mimicking and, and praising um, Raven and Raven's vibe and what he does and all the rest of it. And then that build and just, you know, not attacking him. And then Cactus Jack promo afterwards, I thought was brilliant. Um, and then, as you said, that match I thought was really, really good. That's absolutely tremendous. And that brings us to the end of the show, at least my part. Um, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, go on to Anchor, leave us voice notes. Um, we'll play them. Um, oh, it's so hot. Social media, Instagram or Twitter at underscore sports arena. Also check out rebooking ECW. That's pretty cool. Zazzle.co.uk.com. Check out all the Sports Arena t-shirts. Support the show if you so desire. Like, subscribe. If you see us on Twitter, just throw a little retweet. It's not going to hurt you. But it'd be much appreciated. We'd do the same for you. And, um, yeah, I'm Paul. See you around. Um, So uh, it's that part of the show where uh, we get to all enjoy Griff's dramatic reading of something that has inspired me during uh, this show. Um, And today I decided to um, uh, feel the pain. I I got taken with Cactus Jack explaining um, what has uh, gone through and and what he's gone through and how he's um, uh, suffered. Uh, at the hands of all these people and now is looking to change his ways uh, and use Raven to do so. Um, and the bit that he kept coming up with over and over again was bang, bang. So it's B-50. No, um, uh, it's talking about uh, how he hurt himself 
So with the Johnny Cash version, here is Griff with Hurts. I hurt myself today to see if I can still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting. Tried to kill it all away, but I remember everything. What have I become? My sweetest friend. Everyone I know goes away in the end. And you can have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make you hurt. Bang, bang. Mm. I want your 